Hey everyone, this is Pastor Steve from Faith Community Church, and you are listening to Faith That Works, podcast ministry of Faith Community Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're so excited that you've taken time to listen to these words today. Our desire is that this would push you to a closer, deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. We're not trying to create a system. We're really trying to be God's people and do God's work and follow his plan. And we want to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Everybody following that? So we're not just playing church. We're going to be the church. Can I get an amen? It's what we need to be. And so now that what we've done here collectively is that we've postured ourselves. You hear me say that a lot. We've postured ourselves. We've positioned ourselves for God now to be able to move. Right? A lot of people want to go through and see the blessings of God. And let's say to go through the door of the goodness. Did I dismiss the children, by the way? Children, goodbye. Oh, there you go. You know what to do. So we, 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 we know that God is, let's say, for example, on that, through that door back there. But we're trying to stay as far away from it as possible. And I want to tell you, you have to get close to the door when God opens it. You just go right in. Everybody following that? So you got to position yourself for God to be able to move in your life. This is why people who never read their Bible and people who never pray, you feel that void, that emptiness. And I just, I just feel like God's like distant. Well, that's on you. Right? I hadn't been home in six weeks. Me and my wife's relationship struggling. This is not rocket science, people. Right? You, you'll get what you put in. Everybody following that? So we have to posture ourselves. So now we've fasted. We've prayed. We've asked God to move. And now I want to talk to you about a, a, the next few weeks about this idea of power. This is the word I can't, I can't get past. Now, how, how many of you heard the expression... Uh, you eat an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? That's what I should have said. One bite at a time, right? So when we start talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, that ain't like three weeks and we're done. That's going to take us a minute to unravel and to unbox. And I, I'm not even necessarily calling it a sermon series. It's more of just a, a word study. Let's study this word out. Let's see what God wants to teach us about power. Because what I'm feeling like the Lord's telling me is we're playing the role of Christian, no power. So guess what? You just like me. You just go to church on Sundays is what the world says. There's no difference between a Christian and a non-Christian except a Sunday morning schedule. That has to stop. The Christian needs to tap into power. Power. Now, if you've got your Bible, Acts chapter 1, because this is important. Because this is going to be kind of the premise of all this. Because I know we want to get into all the different things, and we're going we're to dive into that some. And some people would even say, why in the world would you dare do a series on the Holy Spirit? You understand, there's a thousand different views of that. And can I tell you, I have no desire to, to consider what a denomination that you've been raised up in or a denomination you were brought in says about the Holy Spirit. What's God say? What's God say? Let's look at what the Word says. Because if we're honest, every denomination, and there's probably 
three or four hundred denominations that have splintered Jesus' people, right? And so we've all got different takes. So I kind of lean into this a little bit. See if you follow me here. In the essentials, let there be unity. In the non-essentials, let there be liberty. But in all things, let there be love. In the essentials, let there be unity. In the non-essentials, let there be liberty. But in all things, let there be love. And that's the problem is we get sideways on Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. And we say, I can't believe you. That's your theological view on that verse. I'm out of here. And then I'll start my own church called Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. I hope your church is terrible. Mine's going to be great. And the devil goes, got another one. Got another one, right? But so what I'm interested in, let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, because here's what I think it comes down to. But you will receive, say it with me, power. Now these are the last words. Let's back it up. We've got to grab the context, okay? So it's not on the screen, but start in verse 6 if you've got your Bible. So when they had come together, they asked him. Now this is Jesus at the end of 40 days after the resurrection. They're hanging out. They ask him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, uh, now that you've resurrected from the dead, now it's time to wipe out the Romans, right? Is now the time? I mean, we've been waiting three and a half years. We've been walking with you, and you've been telling us about the kingdom of God, and, and we've been waiting for you to just bring fire from heaven on the Romans. And now that, you, now that they killed you, and you've come back from the dead, Aren't you mad about it, Jesus? Aren't you mad? They killed you. Was now the time you will restore? They still thinking small. Thinking small. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom? He said, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive, say it with me, power. Say it like you mean it. One, two, three. Power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. I think that's the whole point of his power, is to be a witness. The whole point of the power of the Holy Spirit is not to exalt yourself, but to exalt Christ and his kingdom, and to be his witness can I tell you if you claim to have power but it points me to you or it points me to anything but a witness of him that's the wrong kind of power Holy Spirit power is a witness of God everybody follow that so let's look at this this word right this word actually is called in the Greek dunamis okay the Greek word is dunamis. Look at your neighbor and say dunamis. Now dunamis is the same word that we get for dynamite. Now if you even know that reference. Dynamite. Right? Dunamis, dynamite. In fact, what it means is it's a miraculous power within you. In fact, you can't go get dunamis. Dunamis has to be put inside of you. Right? Come on, anybody remember those old westerns? 
Let's light a couple of sticks of dynamite and stick it in the old canyon and watch that thing blow. Right? It's got to blow from the inside. Can I tell you, dunamis is what the Holy Spirit wants to put inside of you so that the inside of you, so that the power can come from the inside of you, out of you. Dunamis, power, you can't get it. It's given to you. In fact, in the, in the New Testament, it not only uses the word power for dunamis, it might even use miracles. It's that miracle power. It's something outside yourself, right? And I know, and I, and I well, I'm going to give you another old TV reference. Anybody remember this old show called The Beverly? I tried to dial up a video of it, but it was just weird. I thought that would have been weird. Let me tell you about a story about a man named Poor Mountain Man, barely kept his family. And then one day he was shooting at some, oh, you guys are good. And up from the ground came a bubbling oil, that is. Black gold, Texas tea. Don't, don't get down, don't, 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 you know. I love me a good banjer, okay? North Carolina, we call them banjers, right? I love me a good banjer. Do, do you understand? Jed Clampett found something, and it changed everything. Some of you need to find you've got a bubbling crude inside of you. You got black gold, Texas tea inside of you. And what we're doing is we're scrambling around trying to act like Jesus, you can't get there. You're trying to control. That's just called behavior modification. You're trying to change the way you think and the way you talk and trying to be this. I'm going to be a more patient person. I'm going to be a more kind person. And what you got to do is let the inside come out of you. If you could feed the inner man and let the inside man come out of you, then you stop thinking about what you have to do and it just comes out of you. Dunamis can I tell you, is already in you. Can you hear that this morning? Well, I need to give me some of that dynamite power. I need power. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling worn out. It's already in you. The problem is you just got to figure out how to tap into it. You got to figure, figure out what God wants to do in you with that power. So let's look at a couple of things. Let's look at, hold your finger right there and go to Luke chapter 8. Let's, let's look at just a couple of things. Again, we're just going to start down this road today. And we're going to get started down this road of discovering what does it mean to have God's power inside of us. So let's look at Luke chapter 8. Let's start in verse 43. Luke chapter 8, again verse 43. I think we've got that on the screen as well. Very good. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him, talking about Jesus. I lost my place. And touched the fringe of his garment. Now listen to this. We'll get back to that in just a second. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. And immediately... Her discharge of blood ceased, and Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that dunamis has gone out of me. I felt power 
leave my body. Everybody hearing that? So here's a lady. Now watch this. Let me, let me tell you just for a second. There's a difference between thronging and touching. A lot of people throng around Jesus, but we got to get to the point we're touching Jesus. You understand? There's a big crowd that day. And it wasn't like miracles were going on everywhere, but all of a sudden Jesus said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Power just left my body. Stop the train. What's going on? And then the Bible tells us, and when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. It was faith that activated dunamis and pulled it out of Jesus. It was not everybody going, gimme, 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 gimme. She said, I believe. He has the power, and I want him to transfer his power to me. And Jesus did it. And power left his body. So we can all agree right there that when Jesus was on the earth, there was dunamis power within him. Everybody following that? He had dunamis power Within him. Now, watch this. Turn to Luke 24. Flip over a few pages. Luke 24. Twenty-four forty-nine. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. These are some of his last words here. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus says this, I want you to hang out together. I'm leaving, but you hang out until the dunamis that was in me is going to become the dunamis in you. Everybody following that? Until this point in time in biblical history, the Holy Spirit came upon people for a certain task, or a certain assignment. Now, I don't want you to get this sideways, and we might get into this too. The Holy Spirit has always been. God didn't one day go, hmm, how about a son? That sounds good. Jesus has always been. He didn't say one, he said, hmm, wait a minute now, i got to send a helper. Let me conjure up some, uh, let's call it Holy Spirit. Let's do that. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has always, let me blow your mind, before time existed, God was. I love it when the, my, my, my Bible kids back in the day would say, what was before God? No such thing. What? There was no before God. There was never a time that God did not exist. In the, in the triune state, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so what he wants to do, so in the Old Testament... The Holy Spirit came upon people. Now what Jesus, now watch this. If you can grab a hold of this. Now what Jesus wants to do is say, now I'm going to put the Holy Spirit in you. You understand the difference in something being on you and something being in you, right? You, you, you can, you can ins try to inspire someone, teachers, to learn, but it's when they get that desire to learn on the inside of them. And you see that light bulb come on. And when that light bulb comes on, you're like, oh, now we're going now. 
That kid's just got turned on. There's been a revelation because what you tried to put on them is now coming out of them. What God's done is now he's put his power not on you. He's put his power in you. He's put his Holy Spirit in you. It's time for us to stop being weak and scared and frightened and worried and doubting. Tap into that black gold Texas tea. Come on now. The Holy Spirit dunamis is inside of you. And Jesus said, now I got to go. I'm about to give you power. I'm going to send you power. And why? To be my witness. God wants to give us power to be my witness. Now, let's think about this. Now, I know, and some of we, we all talk about, and, I, and I'm with you. We, we'll talk about the Holy Spirit. I want to see signs and wonders. Signs and wonders and miracles. And miracles and signs and wonders. And can I tell you, for some of you right now, the miracle might be you just loving your spouse better. I mean, I know we want to see the dead raised, but, but some of the miracle working power of the dead raised is you getting up in the morning and getting to church. On time. Oh, I'm sorry for you 10, 15 people. I apologize. Do, do you understand? That's the miracle. We're looking for the wrong. Why are we looking for the super? Why would I give my children the keys to my car if they can't sweep up a pile of dust? We're looking for God to do the big stuff, and we're not, we're not doing the little stuff. We, we, the miracle might be the fact that you just overcome your anger. That's a miracle. And stop being angry, and stop being bitter. And we're praying for miracles and signs and wonders, and we want to see all that, but we need to see them inside of us, in the same place that God put that power. He wants to do that miracle inside of us and we say God's not doing miracles and God's not doing signs and God's not doing wonders he's doing them inside of me and so ask God to do a miracle inside of you tap into that resurrection dunamis power and instead of saying I'm going to try to get there no God you've got to get me there you've given me the power I want to tap into your power I want to be who you've called me to be give us your power God to overcome all sorts of situations in our lives but now here's the thing is your desire matters Philippians chapter 3 if you want to flip over there you can look at the screen Philippians 3 watch this now follow me just a little bit longer here watch this Philippians 3 8 through 10 this is what Paul wrote indeed I count everything as loss Philippians 3 8 because of the surpassing worth, listen, of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him. Are, are, you hearing that? I, 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 we've, got, we've got to throw out the book on coming to church, right? Reading our Bible five minutes a day and checking the box and going through rituals, jumping through hoops, these Jesus hoops that we've kind of convinced ourselves that we, not to, we need to do. But I, I want you to understand, you can know him. You can know him. Listen to this. And the power 
power, the dunamis, the dynamite of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Now watch this. Everybody wants life. Nobody wants death. Right? Everybody loves Easter Sunday, but Good Friday is kind of depressing. We don't have Resurrection Sunday without Good Friday. You following that? So the same thing for you. If you want power, something's probably going to have to die. Right? God's going to have to break some things off in you. He's going to have to shake some things. There's some things in your life that he's got to take to the cross. And only you know what that is. Those deep secret places. Those things that you say, I don't want anybody to ever know about this. Guess what? Jesus knows. Jesus knows. Don't think you're keeping that sin, that secret, that attitude, that bitterness, that struggle. You're not keeping that secret from him. And what he's looking for is for you to kill that so the resurrection power can come and move in your life. To know the power of his resurrection. You think it's possible we could be our own worst enemies? The reason we're not getting to the power is our own fault. We're keeping God from moving and doing what he wants to in our lives because of the decisions that we're making. So we've got to have desire, right? I mean, it's, it's you've heard me tell this story before about, you know, when I taught piano lessons at one time and, and kids would come in and say, hey, how long is it going to take me to play piano the way you play piano? I said, well, I've been playing about 35 years, so I'd say 35 years. Well, then the little eight-year-old mouth drops, and two weeks later they quit, right? Because you know, it just you, you got to have the desire. But then there's that, there's that once in a while, there's that kid that says, let's go. What, I want to get there. There's a desire. There's a heart's desire, right? Some of you today, you, you know what your heart's bent to. There's some things in your life you're like, oh, uh, yeah, that's not a big deal, but that's a big deal, right? What stirs your heart? What wakens your heart up? What puts fire in your bones? What gets you going? I want to tell you that needs to be God. If you want real power, if you want true power, you, your, your heart has to wake up and desire the things of God. You have to desire God's power to work in you. So let's look at this. 2 Timothy chapter 1. So let's go back to the idea about being a witness. So what? A witness of what? Because that, that matters. It just isn't, you know, okay, I want to be a witness. So what? Be a, so let's talk about some things. Just two things. Can we talk about real quick two things you can be a witness of in the world? There's two things. And I want you to remember both of these as you leave today. The first thing is that power helps you overcome fear. Anybody feel it creeping up on us? Anybody paying attention? Everybody going out to, to different places and to and fro? You feel that fear that we kind of thought was behind us kind of creeping up again? Because it's coming. Because that's what the enemy wants to do, is it not? We have an enemy who wants to press us down. He wants to discourage us. He wants to sneak a little fear in. But power overcomes fear. Dunamis blows fear to pieces. That's pretty good, right? Now, the other thing is power gives us hope. And if the world we live in ever needed to see two things, it's the lack of fear and hope. 
And so that's what you have the power inside of you to be a witness to, to those two ideas. That the power of God inside of me causes me to not be afraid. Have you ever noticed that when you become afraid, it's usually because you're not praying? You ever prayed and just like, oh God, you're amazing. In the middle of a one hour prayer meeting, you know, fear usually kind of runs away from that. Right? Fear can't have anything to do with the presence of God. So we have to make sure we surround ourselves so we can avoid the fear. So let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 8. You're familiar with this passage. It says this. Oh, verse, verse 7. I think it's verse 7, right? 6 through 8. Let's read 6 through 8 for context. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power. That's dunamis. And love and self-control. We'll stop right there. So understand that. Power overcomes fear. And then Romans 15 says this. Romans 15, 13 says this. That may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. He wants to give us. So if we're going to have power today, now, let's think about this. Let's go back for just a minute. Let's think about this. That God has, that Jesus had power on the earth. He's now transferred that power to us through the Holy Spirit. Everybody agree with that? And so it's through that power. And the point of that power is to be his witness. So let's not get too wrapped up into this and this and this and this. Think about it this week. God, will I allow your power to make me a witness of you? Now, what are we to witness of? We are to witness that our power, the power of the Holy Spirit, overcomes fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. You understand that? That is what the Bible says. So when fear comes upon you, you can know this is not from God. Right? This is not from God. I'll tell you, um, a, a long time ago, someone asked me to, um, well... Uh, my kids wanted me to ride this roller coaster in, in, in um, Magic Kingdom. And I'm, not a, I'm not a roller coaster guy. Most of you know this because it's not biblical. The Bible says, the Bible says, lo, I am with you always. So you can't ride roller coasters. It's not biblical. So they asked me to ride this roller coaster. Some of you may have heard of it called Space Mountain. All right. So we get in the line at Space Mountain. Oh, please, Daddy, ride Space Mountain with us. I said, if I hate it, I'm never riding another one for as long as I live. So I got in line at Space Mountain. Pretty soon I realized, you know, I don't know if you, hmm, my heart starts beating pretty quick because it's dark in there. My heart starts racing. Uh, the uh, cars are kind of little. I'm a big boy. I'm going to pop out like a poop. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to go over a mountain and poop, out I go. I mean, I got to be careful here. I'm just not going to squeeze in here. I'm like, whoa. And so the only thing I remember is that uh, ooh, ooh, click, 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 click. If I could have jumped out in that moment, I would have. And then all of a sudden, like it's dark. And all I remember for about the next six and a half minutes is me being in the fetal position. I took my arms and wrapped them around I'm guessing it was a bar. I never saw it. <laughs> I grabbed onto this bar, 
And I bet I said the name Jesus 5,000 times. This is like Peter on the water. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. And fear rushed through. Now, I set myself up for that fear. Everybody follow that? But I'll tell you another time when I had a small surgery and fear jumped on me. And I remember saying over and over again, God, you have not given me a spirit of fear. You follow on that? When, you, when, you, when, the, when the fear wants to jump on you, you may have to talk back to it and say, you're not welcome here. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what my job's going to entail. I don't know about this mask thing. Here comes this COVID thing. I don't know about my work thing. I went to Cracker Barrel. There's no waitresses. What in the world? What's happening? Fear wants to sneak in. And you say, no, 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 no. No, this is not from you. I got, I got dynamite to take care of you. I got some power inside of me. I'm not embracing fear, right? And there's other fears, deeper fears. What's going to happen? I don't understand. What if this relationship doesn't work out? What if I lose my job? Hey, there are some serious fears out there, but I want you to know they are not from God. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you power. So be a witness of his power by not living in fear. Stop living in and fear and show the world that you have power. When will we realize that having Christ inside of me makes me distinctive, separates me, gives me something that the rest of the world doesn't have? It doesn't make me better, it just makes me powerful. Because I have Christ. And guess what? People will say, How in the world are you doing this? Well, that's power. I've got power. It's not me. I promise you it's not me. How are you not afraid about this and this and this and this and this and this and this? Well, i got power. I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping into something deeper than myself. And I'm allowing that power in me to come out of me. Everybody following that? And then the other thing is, is that we got to not only overcome fear and be a witness for God, we got to start living with some hope, Right? What, what, what's, the, what's the worst thing that could happen to us, people, God? Oh, heaven? Oh, I'm, it's terrible. Right? Right? Hadn't God set us up for extreme success? He said, you know what? I, we're just singing Living Hope, and I thought, what would I, if Jesus could take care of death, what would I ever be afraid of? Right? He took care of the final enemy which was death he said I'll take care of that so if, if Jesus can defeat death why are you worried about going to the mailbox right right anybody everybody used to be I, I used to be there I used to be the oh man ain't nothing in that mailbox for me right fear just come over you right because you don't know what's in there or you don't want to get that phone call or you don't want to talk to this person, or this thing, and so you live a life of, hey, God's people, listen to me. We have to be people of hope. We can't be people running around, ch uh, chickens with our heads cut off, wondering, what in the world are we going to do? The sky is falling. Ah! Like one church on Sunday. Just don't come to church on Sunday. Till you get that right. Until you lean into God. And you have some fun. Or at least tell people to go somewhere else. Don't tell them to go here. You following that? I want you to be, let's be witnesses of God, his power, his hope, 
his might. That doesn't mean we got it all figured out, but we know the one who does. You don't have it all figured out, and you don't know the final answers, and you don't know there's 20 different ways your life could go today, but they all end with Jesus. You understand? They all end with Jesus. And all things work together for good for those who love God. and are called. So guess what? It either is good or it's working out for my good. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. You lost your job. It's all good. I heard you're sick. It's all good. What are you going to do? Your car broke down. It's all good. What are you going to do about this? It is all good. It's all good. Why? Because of him. Now, don't take credit for it. Well, that's a wonderful attitude you have. Well, you know, I'm a pretty cool guy like that sometimes. <laughs> don't you dare take the glory for the power inside of you. Because take that power out. Let's see you run. Is that not the truth? Take that power away. So we have confidence, right? This is like the, 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 the little kid going to the playground to face the bullies and Big Brother's got his back. He ain't scared. Because right? he knows he's going to do his best and when I get tired, Big Brother's got it. Hey, Jesus is the biggest brother. Right? So you don't have to be afraid. So be a witness of that. Be a witness of that. His power. Now, now, now think about that. I'm, that's coming across right now. Hot off the press. Now think about that. That the power he's put in there is not, he didn't say, I'm going to give you power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to live the Christian life. He said to be a witness. He didn't say for you to overcome your addictions and your struggles and your pain. He didn't say, he said to be a witness. So clearly to be a witness, that power has to work out of you. So God will change you. And as he's changing you from the inside out, you will be a witness. You understand that? You'll be a witness. So today, how's your fear? How's your hope? Can you tap into some power today? Don't want to live in fear. I know some of you today, and I know some of you, I, I know a lot of your circumstances. I know a lot that's going on. And it could easily let fear overcome your heart. Don't do it. Because God needs a people who can stand up and say, that what God has done in me is greater than what anybody can do to me. That what God's done in me is stronger than what any circumstance could do to me. There's no sickness, there's no circumstance, there's no situation that could overcome the power. Come on now. Come on now. That is good preaching, Pastor. That is amen. Amen. I'm encouraged. Amen. So tap into, so let's look about, let's, hey, that was the intro, what do you think? It's going to be good. Let's, let's pull this apart. Let's see what all God wants to unpack for us as we study the power of the Holy Spirit, dunamis. Amen? Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's pray together. God, today, we desperately need to tap into your power. We desperately need God. For that Holy Spirit dunamis power to come out of us. We've been living in our own power far too long. 
And so, God, today we confess it. We ask for your help. We've been living in fear. We've embraced it. We've just stepped right in line with the world. So forgive us. You've given us power to overcome our fear. I'm, we, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Some of you right now just need to confess that. I will not be afraid anymore. I refuse by the power of God in me to not be afraid. And I'm going to live a life of hope. And I'm going to be your witness, God. I'm going to witness. I'll be a witness to your power in my life as I overcome fear and live with hope. Here's what we're going to do. What we like to do in this place is to respond to what God's been saying to us. As God speaks, we step out and say, God, you've spoken to me, now I'm going to step out. I agree with what you've told me today, God, and now I'm responding. I want to leave different than when I came in. So we have an altar up front. I'm going to pray in just a moment. And then the prayer team, there's be people up here if you want them to pray for you, would be here. If you just want to kneel and say, God, help me. He'll meet you here. But take that step today. Just like that woman reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Would you step out today and say, God, here I am, reaching for the hem of your garment. Coming by faith, activate power in me. Let's stand together. Let's pray. And then you move. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessing of it. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for power. God, we want to walk with power, talk with power, live in power to be your witness. So today, God, to overcome fear, to live with hope. God, I pray that we'd make a decision that we wouldn't go the way we came in. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Now with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, step out. Come on, prayer team, would you come? Prayer team, come. Step out. If you need to pray, come pray. Just move. Do business with God right now and move. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, listen to God right now. No more fear. Live with hope. Find one of the prayer team, pray at the altar, whatever God wants you to do. Do that now. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Oh, God, give us your power. God, help me to be your witness. I want to be a witness for you. I want my life.
to reflect who you are. I want to be your witness, God. I want your power to come out of me. Fear has to go in Jesus' name. Worship team, would you come back up? Come on, we're going to worship our way out. God's moving. God's moving. The altars are still open. The altars are still open. Let's lean in. Let's go out with a shout because of His power in us. Because of His power in us, we can overcome fear. We can live with hope today. My prayer is you walk out with power today. Walk out powerful. Tap into that power today. together. Come on. Prayer team, thank you. Thank you.
worship you, God. Just say that out loud. Great are you, Lord. There's no one like you, God. There's no one like you, God. No one like you, God. There's no one like you, God. No one like you, God. No one like you, God. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 You are worthy. So, God, what you've done today, seal to our hearts. May we go out tapped into the power you put inside of us. You filled us with dunamis, strength, miraculous power. Help us to live like it, to walk like it, to talk like it. Not by our own merits, our own strength, but God, let it come out of us this week so we can be a witness thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, I mean, I give God a big hand one more time. All right, let's go. So real quick, uh, Mrs. Brown, you want to come up here for me? Mrs. Brown. Mrs. McCollum, you want to come up here? So here's what we're going to do real quick. I'm going to give you some instruction, okay? Because we're going to pray for the elementary building today. So what I'm going to ask you to do is if you're interested in seeing it, I mean, it is beautiful. There's a lot of hard work been poured in it. It's beautiful. But we're going to go out that door. So I'm going to let you kind of guys go back there. And when you feel like you've got, I'm going to go out front and greet people. But is it unlocked? I don't know. Do you have your key? She's going to get her key. They're going to unlock it. So if you go out that door, it's a short little walk, right? But I also want you to come back tonight. Church on Sunday night? Yes, we're doing that. You got to come. It's good. So, I'm going to let you kind of just lead that prayer. I'll get back there when I can. But when you feel like you got everybody together, just have one group prayer. But what I'd like for you to do is kind of walk around. As you walk, walk and pray. And then when you got to get, just say one prayer. That'll be fine. All right? And I'll try to get back there. But in case I don't, don't wait on me. All right? Everybody good? Okay, okay I'll take it. All right. Amen. If you're dismissed to go out that way. Come over here and see the elementary building, all right? God bless you. God bless you.
Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Faith Community Church is located at 6801 South East Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. We are on the south side of Indy on the corner of US 31 and Southport Road. For more information about our church, please go to www.fccindianapolis.com. We worship Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Sunday nights at 6 p.m. and midweek services as well. We have activities and studies for all ages. We have something for your entire family. Come be a part of our family. We would love to see you sometime. Have a blessed day and always remember that Jesus changes everything.